0: Hello, I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. Today is Friday. I'm making this monologue to be released tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, so... (laughs) I don't have any cushion to work with and I have a busy schedule. I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep this up, but I'm doing my best because, number one, I enjoy it, and number two, the feedback that I get from those of you who watch these monologues is inspiring to me. It makes me think that we're on the right track here, that something is happening here. And you don't know what it is, do you, Mr. Jones? Well, I thought I would talk about the very name of this series, In Presence. I mentioned in the very first monologue that the name In Presence is also the name of an email list that I have been hosting since about 1993 through an organization uh, of which I have been the president called the Intuition Network. It's an organization for people who are active professionally in the field of intuition, either as teachers or trainers or researchers or writers. Uh, or practitioners of intuition. And we named it in presence because it became clear to all of us that you access your intuition by being present to what is relevant to you in the moment. So it's about being here now. And yet there are many paradoxes. <laughs> Many paradoxes associated with time. Some people would say you can never be in the present moment because our nervous system operates with a certain delay. You know, it takes a signal. Let's say you touch something, you touch something, and you feel it at your fingertip. But by the time that signal goes from your fingertip to your brain and you register the feeling, well, maybe a tenth of a second has passed. So, by and large, we're living a fraction of a second in the past. We can't keep up with the here and now. <laughs> in fact, what is the here and now, really? Uh, if we look at it mathematically, it could be a f- fraction of a moment. Um, <laughs> well, we, <laughs> that's a funny phrase because we don't know how long a moment is, and, and that's the issue. I could say, I'm here and now because I'm here today, Friday. Friday is my now, and that gives me 24 hours. But I don't think that's what people normally mean when they say, be here now. Uh, Many of us, probably everybody listening or viewing this video, has had the experience of walking into a room and then you suddenly think to yourself, why am I here? Why did I come into this room? I've had that experience many a time. And I'll tell you, uh, so for those of you who are younger and don't know it, uh, be forewarned, because the older you get, the more often that's going to happen. And I did an interview many years ago, back in the original Thinking Aloud series, with a man named Donovan Bess. I remember him well. At the time, he was 94 years old, which to me back then seemed really ancient. I was less than half his age. And he and Donovan Bess had written a book about the uh, beauty of growing older, and he talked about all of the wonderful things associated with aging. And I'll tell you, there's a lot to be said for that. I can tell you. Quite honestly, I don't think I've ever been happier in my life. When they talk about the golden years, well, there's something to be said for that if you have a modicum of health. I can look back and say, woo, I made it, I'm in my seventies, wow! Uh, There are many, many blissful things about growing old. However, uh, not everything is blissful or even if it is blissful, that's not necessarily good. So, Donovan Bess, in his book, suggested that one of the advantages of growing older is that you lose your memory because, he said, that way you get to practice being here now. And I've been thinking about that. Well, if you walk into a room and you forget why you came into that room, I suppose you could say, well, here I am. I might as well look around and see what catches my eye. Oh, I'm in a room. Look at this. Look at the carpets. Look at the artwork. Look at the furniture. How interesting. I mean, that might be like an acid trip or something. <laughs> but what's the problem with that is, is you've forgotten your very purpose. And if you lose touch with your purpose, I don't think you're really in the here and now the way the phrase was intended by Ramdas, for example. And, uh, he's not here at the moment. I can't ask him for clarification, but I don't think that's being here now when you've forgotten your purpose. I think being here now means at least you know your purpose and your purpose has a lot to do with where you've been in the past and where you intend to go in the future so we live in time our experiences in time and it reaches back our consciousness reaches backwards and forwards and let me say this about it there's plenty of very serious people in the world of theoretical physics, who believe in what you could call backwards causality, influences from the future. The future is reaching out to us, as is the past reaching forward to us. The future reaches backwards, the past reaches forward, so to speak. So, being here now includes having a sense of why you're here, what you're doing, what your intentions are, what is your purpose. But, there is another sense to the word, be here now, and it's a little more closely aligned with the notion um, for which this series of monologues is named, in presence and maybe the best way to uh, for me to share with you what that's like is to consider for a moment the various video conversations i sit in this very, very chair and i have now for the last 3 years and across from me is another person and i'll tell you i am giving that person all of my attention at the time. Well, I'm processing what they're saying, yes. I'm interpreting what they're saying. I'm noticing the rhythm that they're speaking with. I'm noticing their emotional energy. I'm I'm, uh, trying to glean for myself what is the point they're trying to make. I'm aware of the audience, even though the audience won't be viewing the video for days, sometimes weeks, sometimes even months but I'm aware that they're there, and that they may need clarification on one point or another. So, I'm aware of all of those things, but mostly I'm giving the person with whom I'm with my full attention to the best of my ability. And I think, to the extent that those video conversations work, it's because I'm able to be in the moment with them. So, I'm not missing something they're intending to say. And I'm able to uh, recapitulate, I'm able to translate, I'm able to sometimes expand upon what they have to say for the benefit of the viewers. To me, those interviews are an exercise in being here now. And maybe that's when it's most important, is when you're with another person. Giving that person your full attention, really listening to what they have to say, as opposed to kind of being in your head, thinking about what I'm going to say next, how I'm going to drive the conversation in one direction or another, and not hearing what they are telling you right then and there. Now, I'm not so good at that in my daily life. I think I'm actually much better at being here and now in the interview conversation. If you talk to my wife, she'll say, you know, I said this and that to you and you didn't even hear me. It happens. <laughs> and Sometimes I wonder, did she really say that? Well, it could well be that habitually speaking, when I'm not in front of the camera, I'm less inclined to be really present here and now. It's a lesson for me. That's something I can work on. There's a great advantage to being able to really be with another person, to really hear them, to really listen to them, to really work at understanding where they're coming from, what they're trying to communicate. The advantage is, number one, they will appreciate you for it. People come to Albuquerque, and prior to Albuquerque, when I lived in Las Vegas, people come from all over the world to be interviewed, because they know they'll be heard. And You may notice I interview people occasionally whose ideas are very different than my own. And I let them express themselves to the best of their ability the way they choose. And I try to give them the opportunity to present themselves the way they choose in the best light and the clearest way for the benefit of the audience. So, that to me, that's what being here now is about being with another person. When I walk into a room, Trying to remember why I came there, that's something else that's a little different it's It's a different kind of interaction where uh to really be present, you have to reach back and, and even in the interviews, of course, I have to reach back and forward in time because the now moment. Is, is so elusive. It's always changing. It's never the same, and every now moment is laden with import, with meaning, with subtle references and nuances to far away times and places. So, the thought I'd like to leave you with today is, how good are you at being in presence with other people? What could you do to work on improving that skill? Because, as I mentioned earlier, being present, being in the here and now, opening yourself up to what's most relevant in the immediate moment is a good way to get in touch with your intuition. And getting in touch with your intuition is a good way to open up your psychic functioning, which ultimately is what I'd love to see for all of you out there at least all of you who so desire it, be more psychic. Why not? It's a God-given gift, because you have a psyche. And your psyche, your soul, your spirit, your mind, your consciousness, is capable of so vastly, much, much more than we normally dream is possible. Thank you for being with me.